Coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York, I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Natati Lachayai, a classic of Lakat Kaveret Pugi off of their last performance ever, so to speak, opens up this week's edition of The Israel Show. Welcome one and all. Welcome in. We're here each and every week immediately following JMDAM, each and every Monday, I should say, immediately following JMDAM. 
which usually translates to 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Israel Time. But no, this week, this week, it'll translate just for this week as 9 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Israel Time. Israel changed the clock. This past Saturday night, the United States will change the clock. Well, we're not going to change it. We're going to move it uh, to um, Eastern Standard Time. And then we'll be back on the usual seven-hour schedule. I love the six-hour schedule. I wish we would always be six hours difference. makes life so much easier for those of us who um, are in two places at once, if if you will. We're going to be sharing with you some interesting things that happened over this past weekend in Israel. Obviously... We are all devastated here in the United States by what happened in our backyard in Pittsburgh, not far from where we sit in New York. But the geographical distance really doesn't matter. The fact that Jews are killed because they are Jews is devastating to all of us. And we've heard much about it from so many different people. And um, the message is clear no matter how many divisions we have, our enemies still see us all as one. And so ultimately that is a way for us to think and to encourage ourselves to unite as much as we can. doesn't mean we all have to agree on everything or think the same way. But we all need to be able to look at our fellow Jews in a better light than we have until now. Um, So that evil happened over the weekend. We, uh, We are so taken by that evil, which was huge, we forget that on the border of Israel, the border with Gaza, there is not one guy shooting at a shul, at a holy sanctuary filled with Jews, there is an entire population led by an ultra-anti-Semitic, I would say Nazi-like organization called Hamas, that continues to shoot constantly into a holy place, the land of Israel, with an intent to kill. It happens every day, but somehow it just doesn't seem the same, even to us and surely not to the world. Why is it so much different? Why? Why is it if a deranged anti-Semite walks into a synagogue and starts shooting up the Jews and says all Jews must die, that's so clear to everybody, as it should be. And yet when Hamas and Hezbollah, right now we'll talk about Hamas, who was shooting rockets at Israel throughout the Friday night, when their slogan is also all Jews must die, where they shoot into the holy space that is the land of Israel at the civilians that are trying to live a life of peace there, 
That's a, a thousand times worse. We're not comparing tragedies, etc. But clearly, this that's going on on an ongoing basis by an organized military that is so well equipped, that doesn't seem to have the same effect. And I wonder why. I wonder why. And it's interesting that yesterday, at the same time, as all the reports here were talking about tamping down anti-Semitic rhetoric and so forth, yesterday, the president of the PA, of the Palestinian Authority, Abu Mazen, gave a speech about the plot, the conspiracy of the United States and Israel to destroy the Palestinian Authority and so forth and so on. Where he's announced, Abu Mazen announced, we will continue to pay the Shahidim, the martyrs, that means people that killed Jews and were then killed, they will continue on a regular basis to pay salaries to their families and to the prisoners who were caught but not killed, unfortunately, who killed Jews. The more Jews you kill, the more you get. You imagine if somebody would say in America to some hate group, don't worry if you get arrested, don't worry if you sit in prison, we'll continue to pay you. Just kill as many Jews as you can, the more Jews you kill, the more we'll pay you. Nobody, for some reason, nobody sort of puts these together. It's the same thing. It's the anti-Semitism that rages throughout the Arab world. It is the incitement that continually comes from the Palestinian Authority whose school books, whose children are learning from school books that are filled with incitement against Jews. I I don't know. We live in a crazy time where the hypocrisy is so open and so common that maybe it just gets... It gets overlooked. Everybody has their agenda. That's all they're going to look at. We'll break for a song. We'll come back with more thoughts about this, about some reactions in Israel to the Pittsburgh massacre and to the amazing news of um, Benjamin Netanyahu's visit to Oman, a Gulf state, an Arab Gulf state, an official visit of the Prime Minister, and uh, how it came about that the Hatikva was publicly played and sung in Abu Dhabi, in the UAE. A lot of good news this weekend as well. Here's a classic, Yoram Gaon, Kol my name is Mayor Weingarten, you're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Yes. 
و وقت سی هیام که شهرشو فدوخت هی دیگه هستم الخ به هخز ما دوخت کلم عمری میزه کنان اوور بسیم تاوت بسیم شلام میکل خلان کل هکبود کلم هیاد این از تو بیاد لمی لمی یه شتر کبود کلم هیاد این از تو بیاد لمی لمی تمی لمی یه شتر کبود Yehoram Gaon from the movie Kazablan. Ah, yeah, yeah. But it, it, there's like so much to talk about; it's beyond comprehension. Um, as we mentioned to you, there were two events over the last few days. Literally, over the last few days. It, it, there's no obviously these are not timed to happen together as you will see in a moment but it is still amazing it is amazing all the more so I should say it is amazing so if you've been listening to the show you're aware of the fact that Israel is a judo empire it's like I, I don't know how that happened well a little bit I do but the first medal that Israel ever won at an Olympics was uh, was uh, Yael Arad in, in judo. It wasn't a gold medal, but it was the first medal Israel ever won. And as a result, at that time, young people got very excited about it. You know how it works. Everybody wants to be Yael Arad. And so a lot of people join and start learning judo and of them there are a lot of them who end up being very good and they go on and on and then the next medal Israel won was also in judo and so forth I think almost all the medals except one were in judo 
the only gold medal Israel won was in uh, windsurfing or whatever that's called. And so Israel's become this powerhouse of judo, excuse the pun. And a lot of the international judo competitions, for whatever reason, take place in uh, the UAE, in the city of Abu Dhabi, an Arab country that is on the Gulf Coast. And it would seem to me that as part of the general realignment within the world, less so about pro-Israel, anti-Israel, more so about Sunni and Shia, pro-Iran, anti-Iran, that the Sunni countries are looking to Israel for strength and leadership. That's That in itself is a miracle of the end of times. That is in itself so astounding that if unless you are closing your eyes shut and holding them shut tight, you can't see you can't see the, the, the miraculousness of it all. So this weekend there was another international tournament, the judo grand competition in, in uh, I'm sorry, in uh, Abu Dhabi. And on Sunday evening, Israeli judoka Sagi Muki, that is his name, Sagi Muki, beat his Belgian opponent and won the gold medal. He came out number one in this tournament. Now, We've spoken to you over the past years about many sporting events that took place in Arab countries where the Israeli athletes were allowed to come and participate, but only if they came not as Israelis, not under the Israeli flag. So similar tournament, same place, same type of tournament, judo, uh, a couple of years back when Israel won the gold medal. Israel couldn't compete. I remember... We posted on our Facebook page pictures of the Israeli athletes, and they couldn't have a the symbol of Israel, the letters and the flag of Israel, and so forth. They had to compete under the flag of the International Judo Federation, which was crazy. But the state of Israel decided, you know what, let's go compete. And they allowed them to, and they won. And when it came time to give them their medal, and the, the winner obviously gets his national anthem played, they played the anthem of the International Judo Federation. Nobody knew what it was. I don't even know how to had notes for it. Well, that situation really was, was crazy, but it went on for quite a number uh, of years. We all know situations in the Olympics where Israel competed against different athletes who wouldn't, wouldn't shake their hands, who, um, who ended up forfeiting a game saying that they were sick rather than appearing with an Israeli and so forth. So here we have the other way around. History is made as Abu Dhabi accepted that the Israeli judo team come and compete under the Israeli flag, wearing the uh, name Israel on their uniforms with the Israeli flag, and if they would win a gold medal... The flag goes up, 
and the Hatikva gets played, and that's what happened. Sagimuki, the judoka, makes history by winning the tournament. And for the first time ever, Hatikva is played in Abu Dhabi in the United Arab Emirates. Imagine, for just let that sink in for a minute. An Arab country, a Muslim country, is allowing the Hatikva to be publicly played. And it's out there. It's not like in some, some basement at a major tournament. Accompanying the Israeli team, obviously nobody knew that they would win, but their hopes were there. Accompanying the Israeli team was Israel Minister of, uh, of Culture and Sport, Miri Regev, wonderful person, very outspoken, very colorful. She was invited to come with the team by the United Arab Emirates. And um, there's a video which we're going to post, which made all the headlines in Israel with Miri Regev. And, and the left doesn't like her, and the media don't like her, but you can't avoid this scene. The video that we're going to post of the Hatikva being played and Miri Regev just mouthing the words and crying. I got to tell you, the first time I saw it, it was goosebumps and I was crying along. How far we have come in such a short time. What a miracle. And this now comes on the heels of Prime Minister Netanyahu's official visit to Oman, which is the neighboring Gulf state to the UAE, where the Sultan of Oman officially welcomed him and the delegation from Israel, which included numerous people with kippot, and I'm sitting there watching this video of them being welcomed in the palace of the Sultan of uh, Oman, I'm saying this is this is history. We don't recognize it. This is what history looks like, ladies and gentlemen. And there's one more aspect to the judo um, to the judo story, which is great. I'm just going to find the paper, of course. If I if I could find the paper, it would be helpful. I could read to you what I wanted to. Um, so I can't find the paper now. Sorry about that. Get it off of the screen here. Turns out that Miri Regev, the Minister of uh, of Culture and Sport in Israel, has been pushing the Judo Federation to have a tournament in Israel, which would be the next amazing step where all the other countries would have to come to Israel. And it's not something that we should take, you know, lightly. It's an amazing, amazing accomplishment. And in fact, they did agree that they would have this tournament in Israel. Uh, official letter that came out I uh, 
can't locate it now, but we'll just move on. Oh, here it is. Okay. This is dated October 2nd, 2018, to Mrs. Dear Ms. Regev. And it's from Marius L. Wieser, President of the International Judo Federation. I am delighted to invite you to the upcoming Abu Dhabi Grand Slam, right, in order to sign the Tel Aviv Grand Prix Agreement. Is that amazing? To use the occasion to sign the agreement for Tel Aviv to host the IJF International Judo Federation Grand Prix. You know, it, it it comes in ways that we don't necessarily understand. We don't always appreciate. But look what is happening. Something that Benjamin Netanyahu has said all along. And something that really is part of what would characterize the days of Mashiach. When more and more nations of the world understand that Israel is a special nation. And they want closeness to it. Is it exactly what we want? No. Give it a chance. (laughs) Think about where we were 70 years ago and where we are now. If you take the historic perspective, you can't help but be inspired and be elated. And uh, we try to help you with that. We're going to go to brand new music. Aaron Razel wrote, sings, and is joined by his brother Yonatan Razel. I heard this song yesterday, it came out a few days ago, and I fell in love with it, with the melody and the words. Basically, it's called Tenli Et Tayom Hazeh, Give Me This Day, and it's about every day being important and asking God to give you this day that you can do everything that you need to do and so forth, and the the, the wagon, so to speak, the train, the whatever you want to call it, is coming, Agalau Veret. The, the, the wagon that is going to help us get through the day is coming in the morning and says, get on, get on and let's, let's get going. The skies ask you, oh my daughter, the oceans ask you, my son, the night whispers to you, my brother. And I ask myself, and the night is cold and you're, as you make your way through it and it would seem like it'll never end. Have you made space in your heart for the good that you will find? Are you ready for the chesed? that this day will bring with it. And you could look at it as a day, but you can also look at it as what we were talking about now, about opening parts of our heart to understand the beauty and the good of what we as a Jewish people are seeing, even though, obviously, it is mixed in with the bed. As Rav Cook said about his generation, Or v'choshech mishtamshim achat Light and darkness rule at the same time. So enjoy this one. Tenli et hayom hazeh. The Razel Brothers. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to this Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Lo 
מביט לאחוריי, השביל פתוח לפניי. לא יכולתי לחכות, ערכו לי לילותיי. תן לי את היום הזה, תן לי את היום הזה. הגלה עוברת וקוראת אליי, בוא Thank <laughs> Did you like it? I hope you did. It's catchy. I couldn't get it out of my head yesterday. It really, really is good. And the message is a great message. Lo me'at hu ki harbeh. It's not a small thing. It is a big thing. Every day. Take the day that comes. Ten liyat hayom hazeh. It's just great, and the melody is great, too. Okay, so now you know I love it. I think I've mentioned that. <laughs> I made that clear to everybody. Ah, yo, yo. Um, 
So, how did Israel cover Pittsburgh? I found that interesting. So most of the news media in Israel, which is unfortunately leftist, like the news media here, covered it from two, with two, there were two angles. One was, we are with you, just like you are with us, just like when there's tragedy in Israel and death in Israel and murder in Israel and terrorism in Israel, you, the Jewish community, are with us. So when there is terrorism on your end, we are with you. And that was a message that repeated itself. There was another message, unfortunately, and it was echoing the message here of the left. It's all President Trump's fault. He incites against the Jews, he incites the neo-Nazis, And his incitement created the atmosphere that this can happen in. It's interesting that even the Israeli media won't give you a more balanced view than that. As if anti-Semitic attacks weren't on the rise already since President Obama's days. Just nobody cared. As if the rhetoric of Farrakhan and Wright, Reverend Wright and others that were affiliated and are affiliated, although not as publicly, with uh, President Obama, weren't really insightful, uh, inciting anti-Semitic. I think there's enough enough blame to go around. But I was troubled by a tweet by a member of Knesset from the Merits Party. The Merits Party is the radical left party in Israel. And one would hope, one would hope, I guess it's too much to hope that a member of Knesset for Meretz would be very careful what is tweeted in his or her name because President Trump has been very good to Israel. Of course, the moving of the embassy to Jerusalem, but I would say even more importantly, the Iran deal that was basically ripped apart by President Trump, the sanctions that have been reimposed on Iran, taking the Iran threat seriously rather than funding Iran hundreds of billions of dollars like the, like the Obama administration did. There's a lot of good that is coming out for the Jewish people from the Trump administration. You can have your differences, but you don't got to poke your finger in their eyes. So here is Michal Rosen. I'm going to read to you the Hebrew so that you can't um, accuse me of mistranslating. Ason Nora, a terrible disaster, tragedy. Libi im kihilat Yehudei Pittsburgh b'sha'a kashazo. My heart is with the Pittsburgh Jewish community. 
at this difficult hour. Aliyat antishemiut ba'artzot habrit muvheket umisukenet mitamid. The rise of anti-Semitism in the U.S. is more pronounced and dangerous, more dangerous than ever. Here's the part. So up until now, we're okay, right? I call upon the Prime Minister of Israel to end his silence and to condemn the anti-Semitism Anti-sem- the anti-Semitism, the neo-Nazism, and the neo-Nazism, that emanate directly from the White House. To protect the American Jews before the next disaster. Can you imagine this? That a member of Knesset is tweeting publicly, and and by the way, she hasn't retreated from the tweet. It's still up. I checked it just before the show. It's still up. And she calls upon Netanyahu to go and, and, and speak out against President Trump, who she says is inciting anti-Semitism and neo-Nazism emanating directly from the White House. I don't think I have to say much. It's all in there, right? Very crazy. I just don't understand what they're thinking. The politics and the hatred of President Trump on the left is, is, is leading them to total insanity. You don't have to like President Trump, but you don't have to be insane. <sighs> okay, we've got another song, and then we'll come back with one more story and some thoughts to end. Um, this is brand new music from Harel Scott. Scott. It's called Bechayai. It just came out, and um, it's a cool song. I think the video is really, really interesting. They invited Israelis from all over to to um, uh, video themselves dancing, you know, little dance moves. And then they took all those little clips and put it together as part of the video for the song. And then at the bottom of each one of these uh, little clips, they have the hashtag and the name of the person who's... Um, Who's dancing? It's just very nice, and the song itself is 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 nice. Bechayai in my life. Um, Lo pashut aval hakol beseder. Not everything is simple, but everything is good. Rakatziti shetiye bechayai. Shani mitorer, shani mitorer. Kashe aval besach hakol gan eden. When I wake up. Things are are difficult, but but on the whole, it's like Gan Eden. I wake up in the morning. That's that's everything. That's like winning the prize. Here in the house, just like in everyone else's house. Is a good minute, is a minute that's a little less wonderful. That's what there is. Anachnu Komosha Elohim Bikesh. 
we are as God wills it, or as God asks. That's very cool words from Harel Sakat Bechayai. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Scott Bechayai, brand new music debuting it here on the Israel Show. My name is Mayor Wangart, and you're tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network. So back to the story of Oman and the Prime Minister's uh, 
meeting there. It's funny when I uh, saw on Friday morning the headlines from Israel in Hebrew that the Prime Minister, once he got back, it was uh, announced that he had been. It was a secret visit, although it then became public and pictures and everything. Um, So I couldn't understand where he went. It was spelled, I think, Ayin Vav Mem Nun or something, and I was like, the Prime Minister went to Uman? Is that like is that like a pre-election thing <laughs> to get more votes? <laughs> Until I understood what it was really about. I said, I have to look this up in English somewhere. Anyway, this is the um, part of the declaration of the Minister of Foreign Affairs of Oman. And he made this declaration at a security summit in Bahrain, which is pretty amazing. Quote, Israel is a state present in the region, and we all understand this. That's what's called de facto recognition. The world is also aware of this fact. Maybe it is time for Israel to be treated the same as other states and also bear the same obligations. It's pretty crazy, right? We are not saying that the road is now easy and paved with flowers, but our priority is to put an end to the conflict and move to a new world. Oman is relying on the U.S. and efforts by President Trump in working towards the deal of the century, he added. Tell me that's not crazy amazing. As the weekend progressed, so on Friday night, there were dozens of and dozens of missiles, rockets, shot from Aza into southern Israel. Imagine a Friday night from the minute you sit down at your Shabbos table, what should be the most peaceful, quiet, calming time of the week. And then the sirens go off, and you run, and you hear the booms. Then you go back, and you try to start up again, and then again it comes on. And when you finally go to sleep, a little bit after that, the siren goes off again. And all through the night, that's how your Shabbat Minucha is taking place. And seemingly the world doesn't care, you don't see it. Even if there wouldn't have been a Pittsburgh situation to capture the headlines or the pipe bombs, you wouldn't hear about this. You will only hear about it when Israel starts saying that they're going to fight back. That is when you will hear about it. And just before that Friday night, on Friday, Prime Minister comes back from the secret, till then secret visit to an Arab Gulf state and is welcomed there like the head of the state that he is. With tremendous pride, he stands there with the leaders of Oman. And as I'm watching some of the videos and I'm seeing the different members of his entourage, the Prime Minister's entourage, going by and shaking hands with the Sultan of Oman, and I see numerous members of his of his group of his uh, contingency, contingent, with kipot, and I'm 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 like trying to 
rub my eyes and, and, and figure out if I'm really see if this is real or it, because it's surreal. It is miraculous. This is the part that we sometimes miss, ki ein bal hanes mekir When the, when you're in the miracle, you don't always recognize that it's a miracle. There's a medrash that talks about the people as they were crossing the Yamsuf. The Jews are very big complainers when it comes to travel, I can tell you. And as they were crossing the Yamsuf in between the waters that stood up and and parted, they complained that it was muddy. It's a medrash. It comes to teach you something. It didn't necessarily happen this way. But we don't. We we are show, taught by Chazal that oftentimes when the miracles happen to us, we can't recognize them. And so, in one weekend, the national anthem is played in Abu Dhabi. And I'll post a video of um, Miri Regev crying as the national anthem is being played in Abu Dhabi for the first time ever. And the same weekend, the Prime Minister is hosted in Oman. On the same weekend, a Jew hater runs into a shul and screams, all the Jews must die, and kills 11. And the same weekend, Hamas continues to bombard Israel, and puts them in siege, in a way. It all happens on the same weekend, and I think back to um, Rav Cook, who wrote in 1906, now obviously he wrote it totally different circumstances, but I think the message is, is similar. There's a famous piece called Ma'amar Hador, The Generation. And he says, Our generation is a beautiful one, of wonderment. In, in the entire history of the Jewish people, it is hard to find anything that is similar to this generation. The generation... In that generation, and I think in this one, we find opposites that are both both opposites of the same uh, of the same argument, so to speak. Both sides of the same argument, the poles, the opposites, are happening at the same time. Light and darkness are controlling in a mixture. That we we it's hard for us to understand and to to wrap our head around. Who shafel v'yagud? It is low. Gamram v'nisa, but also high and great. Who kolo chayav? All guilty. Gam kolo zakai. All innocent. Anachnu chayavim lamod al ofio ofiav. We need to understand it so that we can help, we can come out and help fix it. We live in times of light and darkness that are 
Usually light is in the day, darkness is in the night. We live in a time when the light and the darkness are joined together and each one of them showers us with the koach, with the force of the darkness and the force of the light. And our job is to figure out what's going on and help the forces of the good and put an end to the forces of the evil, of the darkness. This weekend was one such situation, just totally one such situation. We're going to end off in honor of the winter that started in Israel and went away. It's going to come back with um, a fan favorite here. Galia Tari with Mitriot off of Chabeko Tila'at. But first, we're going to say thank you. As we do each and every week, thanks so much for listening. Thanks for all your Facebook likes and comments. And we're going to have a great Facebook post uh, a little later today with the links to all the songs we played, plus to uh, the national anthem being sung for the first time, played for the first time in Abu Dhabi, the Hatikva, and uh, Miri Regev just bawling as she's singing along. Thanks to the staff of Nachum Siegel Network, and my very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. Coming up on the Nachum Siegel Network, Yoni Pollock with After Further Review, covering the latest in the world of sports. And then, Novik now with Jake Novik, and he's going to discuss the events of Pittsburgh. And then, the great Monday Music Marathon. So, until next Monday, immediately following Jamie and the AM, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race. Mitriot, mekupalot, yavru, miyad leyad, kmo meginim, lemula choref, vela choref, lo ikhpat, nalaim ikhtasaim, akevim bashluliot, menagenet atizmoret shel mochera mitriot,
Thank you. 